What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a good day. Um, thought I'd do a podcast this morning here just while I'm getting organized. Uh, go do a little bit of a session here in Alfamar, Portugal. Um, I got here, got here yesterday. Travel, it's just been a, yeah, it's like I moaned about yesterday. It's just been a, I, I was actually doing a blog this morning there for fast running. Um, and it's, I hadn't really written it all down, um, exactly how much travel I've kind of done over the last, like, I don't know, I guess two weeks. And I always, I told you guys about ditching Strava and, um, getting rid of the Garmin. And I thought it was going to like protect me pretty much during periods like the last two weeks. So the last two weeks, um, if you remember back, I went to Austin, Texas. I came back from Austin, Texas. Um, two days later, I drove down to Phoenix. I drove back from Phoenix to have an appointment with John Ball. Um, super glad it did. I, I think it really helps. I think it's worth it. Um, a couple of days later, four days later, I fly to Phoenix. I see John Ball. Then I fly from Phoenix to Milan. Then I fly from, sorry, Phoenix to London, London to Milan. And then I fly from Milan to um, Portugal. And when you add it all up, it's like, I don't know, I think it was 50 to 60 hours of traveling. Um, I don't know how many hours of sitting around in airports. And I think I changed five time zones or something in like a 10 day period. So like, it, look, it's not ideal. Um, I told you guys that sometimes like this is the things that happen in life. And so long as you don't. It's not like I planned that. It's not like I was like, hey, this would be really great for my athletics. But at the same time, if you start to let periods like that occur more often than not, well, then don't be surprised if fitness and results, et cetera, et cetera, don't go how you want them to. Um, because it's kind of I, I, you know, I think about this to myself and I, I say this when I'm talking to people like it doesn't doesn't really matter why you're inconsistent. Um, it could be an injury, it could be an illness, um, it could be travel, you know, and, and in the back of your mind, you might justify it and you might be like, oh, well, hey, don't be hard on yourself, like you missed that time because of illness or hey, don't be hard on yourself, you missed that time, nobody could have ran 90 mile a week in that period, you traveled four days, etc., etc. but, you know, sometimes this can't be helped, sometimes it's self-inflicted. I'm just going to say it doesn't matter the reason, but you'll have still missed a, a opportunity that could have been that week that I'm traveling, that week that I got food poisoned, that week that I'm doing photo shoots for Under Armour. There's somebody that I'm going to compete against sitting at home training. Maybe even they work full time, but if they're still at home, if they still have two or three hours of their day, to get their training done and their routine stays as it always is, well then they're they're at an advantage. Um, <clears throat> and that's just how it is. That's that's kind of how the world not necessarily how the world works, but certainly how running works. Um if athlete A who's going to race athlete B has had ten weeks of slightly more consistent training than athlete B, then athlete B is going to find it really tough to beat athlete A. Um, and and that's yeah, like that's that's how it works. It the more consistent you can be, the better training you can get done. Not necessarily the better, sorry, just the more productive training you can get done towards your race goal, the 
the the better chance you have of having a good race. Um, so yeah, that was my that was my blog today. But now that like all that travels over, um, I got I went to bed last night at probably seven p.m. Um, and I didn't wake until seven thirty this morning. So I think that was a a lengthy amount of sleep that I just needed. Um, I this is this is quite a good thing to talk about actually. Like I didn't get to do the piercing on Sunday. Um, obviously I really wanted to do the piercing on Sunday for a couple of reasons. Like first of all, I was scheduled to do it. Sorry, I'm taking my t-shirt off. First of all, I was scheduled to do it. Um, and so of course I want to do it because I told them I would, and and there was a athlete relying on me to do it, or at least wanting me to do it. Um. So that was a bit, that was a bit of a shame. But I mean, I was really sick, and there's nothing I could really do about it. But the other reason why I wanted to do it is because I just, I just had a pretty shitty week of training, and it just would have been a really nice end of the week, like doing something like that. Um, so if I had been able to pace this guy for a half marathon, then I could have rode it down as 13 miles at like 5:05 per mile. It, it would have made my week look actually pretty good. Um, but there you go. Um, on that note, this is why I'm saying it's good to talk about the, the natural, call it, would it be inclination that the actual thing, like put it this way, I would feel inclined today to go and do something similar. So because I didn't do 13 miles at 5.05 on Sunday, then I might sort of think, oh, well then maybe I should do that today. But I, I, I just know that, like, if I just slept from 7 p.m. until 7.45 a.m., then I'm, I'm quite well aware that my body is maybe just, maybe just not ready today to do, like, something stupid like that. And I'm just going to let it go. Um, so I, I'm just going to crack on with the plan that we had in place. Um, and the plan that we had in place factored in that, I would have done that pacing job and I might have been a bit tired and I also would have traveled and I also would have been jumping around time zones and, and so we just penciled in like a little fart lick for today and, and that's all I'm gonna do. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think, I think sometimes we get a little bit stubborn, like trying to make up for lost time, trying to like, oh my goodness, I only ran like 45 miles last week. I normally run 90. Maybe this week I can run like 10 more or 15 more. No, not going to do that. I'm also going to be, <laughs> I'm also going to be really, not like, obviously I, I chop and change my mind quite a bit. Um, everybody's getting, like everyone's seeing that. Like it's not, it's not that I chop and change my mind. I, I sometimes try different things and I feel like I tried the higher mileage. Um, and I don't, I don't know that anything great came out of me trying the higher, higher mileage. Like, remember I said, um, higher mileage is only good if you can, like, keep it up. Um, and I basically said the first week that you run 50 miles because you have an injury or you're sick or whatever, well, then it, it's kind of, like, wasted if, if it was the higher mileage that caused you to have to drop the mileage. Well... I've, um, ever since I started running like 110, 115 miles a week or whatever, I, I can't be, you can never be absolutely positive, but I feel like it, it's very closely linked to why I got like the groin issue. 
and why my right quad had sort of been giving me trouble. Um, so all of a sudden, I do higher mileage for a month, and I find myself with my first injury for a very long time. Um, so you you can draw a conclusion on that. Um, I I don't think you can ever point the finger totally like oh my god that was definitely it because I did a photo shoot because I was traveling because you get tired when you're traveling and I had dropped some of my groin strengthening stuff out of the rehab program and I basically just bought into everything that the new rehab guys were setting not they were they were sort of setting stuff to help this like I guess we call it lengthening of the thoracic, the stuff that I'm doing day to day with them if I'm getting treatment and then also um, some strength stuff that they said. But I I had been doing my own groin strengthening stuff. Like I think I was doing it like two or three times a day. Um, and then obviously you get rid of it and, well, what do you expect to happen? Um, so it's no real surprise to me that my groin adductor broke down um it broke down in a fashion because I was um on a photo shoot you you must do I wouldn't even know how many strides you go to a location you stay at a location for maybe like an hour and you stride up and down they take photos so they look pretty if they get the shot that they want well then you move to the next location if you don't get the shot that the team want then you do another stride um and 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 obviously I'm not used to doing that many strides. Um, I'm also not used to like standing around and then having to do like another stride. You know, like yeah, let's stand around for five or ten minutes and then oh yeah, let's go again. Let's do another stride. Yep. You want me to stride up to the end of this bridge and then like do a really sharp turn around the corner for a for a cool photo and and so like yeah, like you know, I'm not I'm not obviously surprised that things perhaps broke down a little bit. Um. But like I told you, like it's it's part of the job. So if you were if you were um, I don't know if you had a requirement to do in your job and and it 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 helps. I I would do it again next week. You know that's that's where I'm at. It's part of my job. It's 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 part of the reason why I'm a contracted athlete and I'm not the only contracted athlete in the world that has to do photo shoots and event work with their team. That's that's part of the job and it's actually a separate part of Under Armour. So. Although it's, um, although the photos will be used by like, let's say Under Armour Run, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily the run team that's saying, hey, like go stride or hey, actually we, we bring, um, the run team will come along to the photo shoot, like the, the guys that look after me and, and that'll be their role is they'll be there to like look after me and make sure that, because think about it, like a really cool photo might be, me running to the edge of a cliff and diving off, you know, but I know the run team are going to be like, whoa, 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 absolutely not. Um, and so a lot of the times that, um, like I, if, if the little groin thing came from all the strides and stuff, like a lot of the time it's, it's probably actually, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, it's my fault, but like, I'm always very like, no, no, no. Yeah, I can go again. I can go faster, et cetera, et cetera. Like maybe like over eager, maybe over keen to, to help out as much as I can um, and so it's not like it's not like I'm forced into any of these situations and um, you're always asked are you okay and I'm always like yeah of course and, and you get that you get like why I would be like that like 
And this company really, really helps me. I wouldn't be able to achieve anything really that I do achieve without that help. Um, financially, equipment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it all it all kind of ties in together. Um, but also, like I said, like it's very hard for me to assess why the ground thing came because actually the assessment is I was training more than I ever have. I dropped the strength stuff that I preach so heavily. Um, and I ended up doing something out of my comfort zone, more strides for the photo shoot over a two-day period than I normally sort of would. Um, and so groin problem pops up. And yeah, like that's, it's just like this overload principle, like travel, just everything combined. And sometimes you hit a little bit of fatigue, but now, now it's pretty much, it's time to like, I, I, one of the things I wrote in the blog today is like, it's, you, you can't just assume that you're going to run a PB because it's a year later. Um, so I ran 28.36. I also, so my next two races are looking like it'll be a half marathon and a 10K. Um, my, the last half marathon I ran was world half actually. Um, but I ran 63.17 last year for half marathon. Um, so that's like a, that's obviously a pretty tough PB to go and try to break. Um, and you can't, you can't just assume that you're going to go and run a PB. Um, you have to earn it. And I actually think the harder, the faster you run, then the harder it is to go and earn another PB, you could say. Um, but the next four weeks for me, um, I, I, I need to, we, we planned this anyway. We toned my training down a lot over the last two weeks because we knew I'd be traveling and we knew there'd be a lot going on. Um, but look, bottom line is if the next four weeks aren't better, then I I can't even dream of running PBs. Um, the next four weeks need to be good. If the next four weeks aren't good, it's going to be very difficult to resurrect some PBs in June and July. Um, that's the bottom line. When I ran my... Um, half marathon PB. It came off a very poor showing at Dublin Marathon. Um, it didn't mean that I hadn't trained well. I, I, I had trained well. I just don't necessarily know if I trained well for Dublin Marathon. Um, I believe I put in a really solid block of training. And if I hadn't, it would have been nearly impossible to run a good half marathon like I think it was probably like seven or eight weeks late or something like that um but anyway I, I I was able to pick myself up dust myself off get over the fact that Dublin had went really shitty for me um I put in three to four weeks of training in November after Dublin marathon I raced across country that I absolutely hate doing um but I did that to support the club and I went to the national cross country, hated it, um, flew to America about a couple of days later, maybe went back to altitude, put in five or six weeks at 95 to I think 105 mile a week. And I ran 63.17 off that. Um, so hopefully this, this period here in Portugal can go well. Maybe I'll get three to four weeks of pretty consistent volume. Um, if I can do that, then I don't see any reason why I can't be getting on a flight to Flagstaff in four weeks' time and be thinking, excellent, um, I'm at least in a good position to 
be thinking about perhaps running a PB in my half marathon. Um, and then four weeks after the half marathon is the Highgate 10K. And again, if you, if you think back to last year, I was able to train probably pretty good for five or six weeks leading into London Marathon. Had a good result at London Marathon. And then six, seven weeks after London Marathon, I was able to run 2830. So if something like that could happen this year with Highgate, that'd be really cool. Um, but you can see how like the next, pretty much the next, um, the next lot of weeks coming up are really important. Um, Highgate might seem like a long time away. Um, is it like 10 weeks away or something? Um, maybe it's even less than that actually. I think, oh, actually, sorry. I think it's like 12 weeks away, but every, every week of training, Every week of training should always matter. Um, first of all, because you don't know when your next shitty week is going to be. So if you were told that all the month of June was going to be a shitty period for you, or all the month of May was going to be a shitty period for you, you would make sure that you take care of your business in April. Um, and, and that's always, that can always happen. Just don't like, don't ever rule that out. Like it's, it's amazing how quickly things change from, Oh, that was an awesome period of training. And, uh, God, I just, I just couldn't put weeks back to back at all. I don't know what was wrong with me. Like it just wasn't really happening for me that month. So understand that that can become a reality very, very quickly. It just takes one niggle. It just takes one thing to hurt. And all of a sudden you're having a, a pretty gnarly period of training. Um, so yeah, always take care of your business. Always appreciate that you're healthy. Etc. Etc. I know you guys probably do, and um, you know the sport just as well as I do, or better in some cases. People know injuries come, and um, so yeah, so that's important. But yeah, look, I'm just gonna do a little fart like this morning. Um, that would be a really nice way if I can get through this pretty healthy. And um, on the topic of injuries, like some injuries are pretty bad. I I, I class everything as an injury, so not everything, but. What I'm saying is if, if, if something hurts in my body or it's not a hundred percent, then as far as I'm concerned, I'm injured. Um, other people are far different than that. Other people are limping and they would say they don't have an injury. Everybody knows a person like that. No, no, I'm not injured, but I just can't walk. Yeah, that's normal. Um, but everything to me is an injury. If something hurts, I'm injured. Um, if I can still train, that's amazing. That's kind of where I'm at now. Um, even though like I'm not suggesting that I'm not injured because I am because something hurts. And so like it doesn't it doesn't just hurt for no reason. Um, it hurts because it's been overworked. It doesn't mean that I, I can't train. Um, I can. Um, I, I don't know that I can push 100 percent. And what I mean by that is like I'm going to go to the cross country course. I'm going to do some fartlek. I might not be like flying around the cross country course with like a hundred percent trust in my groin. Um, but I, I am able to go there and I am able to um, warm up and stretch and see how everything feels and then like give it a go, you know? Um, and, and I don't, I don't see any harm in doing that. Um, by give it a go, I just mean like, Get out there. It's two sets of eight by sixty sixty. Um, put in the work and and come home. Um, it's that simple. Um, 
so yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to podcast most days that I'm here in Portugal. Um, I actually would like to do one on injuries and stuff and when when you should run and when you shouldn't, but I think it's very it's very on yourself. You have to make that decision yourself. Um, I, I don't want to start to get people hurt. Oh shit! I actually totally just went off topic. I wanted to talk about the mileage thing um, because I am gonna probably go back to my 1995 mile a week because. For now, until I can build my groin strength back up again, it, it just seems the logical thing to do. Um, but that doesn't mean I, I was speaking to my physio in Phoenix and it doesn't mean that I can't like, I, I still think it's important to be 120, 130 mile a week runner, but we don't know how much of that you have to run, right? So can you run 90 to 95 mile a week and cross train for three hours a week? Maybe. That's the kind of thing that I need to start thinking about. Um, but anyway, I'm going to leave you with that, and we can catch up again tomorrow. i got to go because now I'm late. Yeah. All right, bye-bye.